Welcome. If you're looking to unlock the secrets of the mind, to live a life that's free of care and anxiety, and to be the happiest you that you can be, then you're in the right place. This is Growing the Good, the Mindful Podcast. Hello and welcome to Growing the Good, the Mindful Podcast with me, your host, Hayley Kearns, and I'm joined as ever by my good friend and co-host, Neil West. How are you today, Neil? I am fantastic, thank yeah. you, Hayley. How are you today? I'm fine, I'm a bit, I'm recovering from you trying to steal my thunder then and <laughs> I haven't yeah, even got my mouth open. I've to start the programme again because <laughs> by force of habit I jumped in and started before Hayley, but it's Hayley's turn. It is my turn. Okay, so today I've got a question for you Neil so I'm going to give you um, a mindful quote and I want you to see if you know whose quote is. Ooh. Are you ready? I was born ready Hayley. Hit me. Okay. The most precious gift we can offer anyone is our attention. When mindfulness embraces those we love they will bloom like flowers. Uh, Ken Dodd. <laughs> no, it's it's your favourite. Oh, take that hard. It is. Uh, so today's thought, I uh, will do something for Neil today. I'll do a programme. So mine is all about taking that hard oh. today. So what I've done, I, it prompted by a post that came up um, on the Facebook page that was top 10 Ticknat hand quotes. So oh, right, I okay. have pulled together my top 10 Ticknat mm-hmm. hand quotes, which actually took ages because there are so many. Oh, yes. And everything he says is so good. Uh, and he's he written says. over 100 books. It's all good. It's you all know, good. our father, father of modern mindfulness, it's not yes. easy to narrow. I'm, I'm sat here now with the art of living yeah. and the miracle of mindfulness on the desk in front of us. Yeah, so we will see what you think. Okay, okay. are you ready? So this is my number 10. This is a long one. Around us, life bursts with miracles. A glass of water, a ray of sunshine, a leaf, a caterpillar, a flower, laughter, raindrops. If you live in awareness, it is easy to see miracles everywhere. Each human being is a multiplicity of miracles. Eyes that see thousands of colours, shapes and forms. Ears that hear a bee flying or a thunderclap. A brain that ponders a speck of dust as easily as the entire cosmos. A heart that beats in rhythm with the heartbeat of all beings. When we are tired and feel discouraged by life's daily struggles, we may not notice these miracles, but they are always there. Mm. So, (coughs) sorry, excuse me. So I thought that was, it, it kind of does underpin that kind of, mindful moments and seeing living in a mindful manner isn't it it's not just something you do once a day when you do a little um meditation which i think when i initially Mm. found mindfulness kind of that's how i approached it whereas now it's about that appreciation of all those little things and the fact that there's a a series on bbc about the planets with brian cox Mm. and there's one where they go to saturn um, and Saturn has a very interesting moon because it's one of the only places in the whole of our universe where there may be liquid water. Liquid oh, water is unique to Earth. To find it anywhere else in space is, is very unusual. Um, and they think it's because there are hot springs, you know, on the surface of this mm-hmm. moon, under the oceans, and could provide the conditions for life in the way that life emerged, you know, deep in the seas, on the hot springs here on Earth. So, you know, and the, the, the kind of 
you know, billions of dollars that have been spent to go and, and search for even the kind of tiniest microbes of life in space, or even just the conditions that could mm. provide for life. But if imagine if we found um, something like a caterpillar on another world, That'd be incredible, it would be an incredible thing. And yet here we almost take those incredible things for granted. Yeah. We go looking for things that we already have. Mm. Yeah. So I kind of thought that was it. Kind of summed up. Yeah. How, how, how yeah. The, the the miracle of just being here every day. Yeah. Yeah, the small things that we appreciating the small things well, always makes you feel better. Things, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so number nine. So my number nine. I mean, this is the quality. quality. That's number ten. What how good does number There one we be? go. I, do you know? I don't even think I've really done these in order. Oh, they're in no particular order. Not really. They okay. just I kind of pick them out. Um, so number nine. Happiness is not an individual matter. When you are able to bring relief or bring back the smile to one person. Not only that person profits, but you also profit. Mm. So I thought this was quite a good one because we talk about, you know, when we do our work with our teens and our young people, we do a lot of work on kindness and we do the science mm. of kindness and how... I think it's interesting that, that we don't talk about kindness, we talk about kind action, don't we? That, yeah. You know, kindness is something that you do. It's an active, mm. uh, unilateral gesture. Yeah. That you do not expect to get kindness back when you offer kindness to others, because as we know, kindness to others is a kindness to ourselves already. Of course, yeah. And a kindness to those people that witness it as well. Mm, it's yeah, a wonderful yeah, thing. People who see kindness will be more inclined to be kind. Yeah, so um, I thought. And grow that. kindness. Yeah, so it kind of fit quite nicely with that kind of idea, I think. Mm -hmm. Okay, are you ready for number eight? Oh, yeah. yeah. Enjoy this. Yeah, so number eight. When you suffer, you can look deeply at your situation and find the many blessings that are already surrounding you. It is wonderful to sit with a pen and paper and write down all the conditions for happiness that are already there, already available to you right in this moment. Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't have enough pieces of paper. Ten pieces wouldn't be no. enough. And again, this is one of the activities that I do mm. enjoy doing with the young people because initially, and even when we did it, we do it with our older groups, Initially, they write down family, health, yeah. home. Yeah, the big things. Yeah, and time. then when you de delve deeper and we start to talk about it, they start looking at, you know, fluffy socks and yeah. all those tiny, tiny little things. And I, I sometimes do that and then show them the Nick Vucic clip, you know, yes. the, the man who was born without arms and legs and now he does positive mm. um, speaking. And you know, say, well, did you think to put, you know, I'm grateful that I've got arms and legs, yeah, or I'm grateful walk. that I can see, or grateful that I can hear. And again, these are conditions that most of us take for granted, mm, and yet definitely. have kind of such quality and dimension to our everyday lives. Mm, yeah, so mm. the conditions for gratitude are all around yeah, us. Too many to count. Yeah, they're not very important. Okay, so number seven. There are always some people who are ready to embrace a doctrine, a notion, a dogma, and they miss the real teaching. Mm. So, what do you think that is trying to tell us? Yeah, I think even, even mindfulness itself, we're always very careful, I think we're always very careful, um, at the start of any of our courses or programmes to say we're going to suggest, present um, these opportunities, ideas to you that could lead to you living a happy life. But they may not be for you. You know, we're not saying this is the truth, the full answer, mm. the everything. Um, 
it's helped us. We live along these principles and find them helpful to us. You may find them helpful and we're sharing them with you. But mm -hmm. there's no teaching of mindfulness. Mindfulness is caught, not taught, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And we don't sort of say, and right... people can tell if you're not living it. You can't teach it if you aren't authentically mindful yourself. No, of course not. And I think, you know, because it's, it's become almost... It is a little bit like a buzzword in schools and mm. things now. And... Um, Quite Every often. television program talks, yeah. you know, it's a country file or whatever, you know, the, the, the mindful kind of uh, benefits of, of, of stroking yeah. cows or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah, so it, it's become one of those words that's bandied about yeah. um, quite a lot and some people, you know. We do uh, 10 minutes of mindfulness, I get that a lot from schools and so yeah. that's not mindful, you don't, you can't do it 10 minutes of mindfulness, yeah. you then stop being, right, stop, yeah, mind, yeah. done 10 minutes, no more mindfulness. School now, briefing so. and then a little mindful quote on the bottom is, yeah, is not. Yeah. Living yeah. there, that kind of mind. We've got to, it's not transformation. Mindfulness is a transformation of how you see yourself and the world and your place in the world. Yeah, yeah. and I, with, with my other job in school, I always, you know, I do mindfulness sessions sometimes in school, but mm -hmm. I kind of think it, it comes into everything that I teach. Like mm -hmm. Whenever you're doing anything in the classroom, yeah. you're kind of looking at that. You look at it in that way, don't you? It's a, it's yeah. a way of life, and hopefully... Uh, it just grows your capacity and skillfulness. I always like that, uh, the Andy Puddicombe analogy of walking down the road and falling in a hole. Yes. You know, and every day you walk down the same road and every day you fall in the same hole. And gradually mindfulness raises your awareness of this hole. The hole is still there, but with a bit more skill and care you can step round the hole. And then eventually you become so skillful that you go down a different street. <laughs> <laughs> but that hole doesn't change. The world doesn't no, change. You change it, your skillfulness it? and capacity to manage. Challenge is what yeah. changes. Mm. Yeah, so okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, number six, and that my top ten tip do, that do, 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 In do, every one of us, there are good seeds and bad. Aye. We have the seed of brotherhood, love, compassion, insight. But we also have the seed of anger, hate, dissent. Mm. So again, this is where we we talk about accepting all emotions, don't we? Yeah, and, they're all there. In yeah, and quite often when people, parents often come to us to, they want the children to take part, they because they're struggling with emotions. And I think sometimes there's that thought that we are going to... If you water the seed yeah. of anger, the seed of anger will yeah. grow. That's, uh, but it's not about getting rid of all of those well, emotions because that, that's what makes they're us intrinsic who we are, parts of, of being course. human and you need each and every emotion is necessary for some situation yeah um, but it's it's you as the gardener choosing which of those emotions you want to grow and flourish in your garden by your attention isn't it it's, yeah. it's a, an analogy for neuroplasticity i think isn't it you know the Angry people get more angry because they strengthen that neural pathway for anger. Yeah. Kind people become like more kind. Like the shoes in the hall. We talk about quite often bring this up. The shoes in the hall. You know, it's that with with children, teenagers in the house. You every day you could get cross, and at one time maybe I would get cross with the shoes in the hall, but then they reacted in the same way yeah, to me. Because and they then, didn't understand why you were so concerned about yeah, a shoe in the hall, right. and it wasn't. It was very cumulatively yeah. a lack of respect and consideration yeah. that you and felt just, towards you that was the real source of suffering. Yeah, but it become it became just a, a little merry dance that we went through every day, and it, it 
you know, because I was quick to get angry. You have been down that well-trodden path. Yeah, so yeah. it was, a, it was a, a strong neural pathway, so I went straight to anger and they went straight to indignant, I'm going to move them in a minute kind of thing, and it, it's much better. I have solved this problem because my... You've I burned know, all their shoes. They're now walking back. I no longer have my shoe drawers in the hall. They're uh, in the garage. That solved loads of problems. I've never been tidier. We have a dog that doesn't like shoes, so you can't leave your shoes lying around or else she growls and guards them. Oh, does she? Oh, I see. I've got shoes, shoelaces, so... Yeah. So people quickly learn not to leave shoes lying yeah. around. Oh. Oh, it's about shoes. We think the theory is, and, and dog psychologists out there, you know, don't know anything. Um, but she thinks they're like little puppies. You know, she must think they like need protecting. She's the same Aww. with balls of wool or anything that kind of yeah, shape, shape and size. size. Um, if you leave it lying around on the floor, she'll guard it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mine just. That's not an odd dog. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm ready for my number. <laughs> Whatever number we're on. What uh, number are no. we on? Well, I'm on number six again on my list, but I will say we'll go on number five. Okay, I've just got two number sixes. <laughs> it's okay, you see, we're free it's, of judgment. Yeah. Okay, are you ready? But all numbers are illusions yeah. anyway, so. <laughs> to be beautiful means to be yourself. You don't need to be accepted by others. You need to accept yourself. When you were born a lotus flower, be a beautiful lotus flower. Don't try to be a magnolia flower. If you crave acceptance and recognition and try to change yourself to fit what other people want you to be, you will suffer all your life. True happiness and true power lie in understanding yourself, accepting yourself and having confidence in yourself. Mm. Wise words. Yeah. yeah. So, again, I mean, we've mentioned the lotus flower. Maybe yeah. It's a kind of well, I popular think, analogy, like everybody, isn't it? Um, I come across perhaps as quite confident but actually have quite low self-esteem. Mm. And um, it can be difficult to practice that um, principle of telling yourself, you know, I am worthy, I am as good as everybody else, I can do these things, you know, those words can ring a little hollow when your own kind of uh, mind is telling you, ha-ha, you're not as good as other people, or you're not successful or that negative voice mm. uh, it's very powerful isn't it and that then negative. we all we all think we're the only ones that feel like that mm. but i think the reality is most people feel like yeah that. it's like that um i always used to talk about the imposter syndrome you know yeah. at work when yeah. you're doing uh you know running yeah. some training and things but can can you can you have imposter you. syndrome about being a human being <laughs> well, not really. i wouldn't think so but it, you know, it is difficult well it's sorted and uh, yeah. Do they? You know, I don't think yeah. they do. They no, do. That's well, this thing. is, I mean, that's something I've taken from mindfulness, I suppose, that actually everybody feels like that. You think mm. you're the only one, and everybody else is quite successful and coping and functioning and, and happy. And the reality is, everybody else the same, you know, negative bias and difficult thoughts. And, yeah, and you doubt uh, yourself. Issues with self doubt, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. it is, and that's why, I mean, for me, I, you know, you're not I'm as big a fan of things as I am but I find those I really shall be a fan of affirmations I shall be a fan I do like that and I still I have a, a, a person that I met through a like a, a mindful group on Facebook who I've never actually met but we um, made a like a little pack I suppose it was a pack probably about six months ago and every single morning we, we well not every single some point every single day we send 
each other five wins of the day. I've never met this lady. Oh. Don't know who she is, but actually, it's really nice because I used to always write them down, but you know, life's busy and you forget. Mm. Whereas because she messages them to me, oh. it reminds me to do it, and then she'll say, the same way. Oh, and it's there's just, some good people yeah. out there, aren't there? So we started this, and it's been about six months now. Oh, which is, that's really good. Yeah, which is really nice. I do feel quite humble sometimes that there are such good people out there. You know, I mean, we do our best, but... Yeah, <laughs> but it is nice, and I think, yeah. you know, when you meet somebody else that does practice When you meet somebody who's truly good, it's, yeah. it's quite profound, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. But it's not, so that's... Yeah, so I think, you know, it is that I do like those affirmations and things, and I try and, you know, try and use that with, with sessions with teens and things because I think if you can the younger you can get into that practice and that self love oh definitely because that's the age when you just feel rubbish oh, about yourself isn't it so and everybody else is having such a better time and better friends and you know happier yeah. and more social life and yeah cleverer and it's very difficult it's a very challenging time I turned 50 and thought you know what I'll do this will do I know but I just think you get to that age and you just think do you know what I I think it's that yeah you're not as bothered what other people think are you because Mm. you know what you're trying to do which is probably a good job in my case so I thought that was quite a nice a a nice one and and very meaningful okay so number four and again I know this is me, and this is maybe something I don't really do much, but I thought it was quite nice. Silence. (laughs) (laughs) Silence is essential. We need silence just just as much as we need air, just as much as plants need light. If our minds are crowded with words and thoughts, there is no space for us. So again, this is something maybe, I saw this thought, "Hmm, maybe I need to work on the silence bit again. But I did do I, something today. I, was I proud. couldn't possibly come. <laughs> but today I did something that I was I was proud of because you know I, I run and I like to run, but I'm not a big fan of running by myself. Like I prefer to run with somebody else. Mm. So usually I strong arm my youngest child into doing the park run with me when I did it. But uh, there was no crying from his bed this morning, so I went by myself mm. and did music on. Didn't just just run, but. Actually, it was quite good. You still get a lot of people turning up for the party. Oh, about 300. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and um, I was talking to a friend the other day and she does one in Warrington. She said there's 600 people there in the day. But it's just, even just being there kind of really humbles me because they get the different number of people that you get there and... You know, different ages. Well, we often talk about that transcendence, don't we? Where it's good for us to feel part of something yeah. bigger than ourselves. Oh, it is. It's incredible. And I never want to go because it's nine o'clock on a Saturday morning, and it's a tough. Hay Hall's a tough run. You know, it's not. Mm. It's not a flat, is it? It's. It lulls yeah, me yeah. to a false I'm, I'm nodding now, like I know what Hayley's talking about. Yeah. But it starts off the first 15 minutes, you think. Oh. They have they have shops that sell coffee. I know that in here. That's limited my yeah, experience. Yeah, but you anyway, like. when you do the... It's known as a very difficult part running. You start off in the first 15 minutes, it's all nice and gentle, oh. then hills, and then you hit the hills and you think, oh, goodness. But for me, it's good because I do have to kind of have that inner voice that's hmm. urging me on. Yeah, getting there. yeah, I've never needed to be pushed really in that way. No, <laughs> but quite, I it's good. So, so I'm glad that I made life, that. I, I did that intention. No, I'm impressed. I'm impressed when you when you come in to do the podcast from a run. <laughs> you know, uh, well, I d- 
The thing is, it's one of those things that I know you feel so much better. It's like meditating, isn't it? You feel I so much better you when you do it. Because I'm quite, I, I believe in auras uh, and things that when you come in from a room, you mm. see, you, you can see the yeah. energy around you. That the, you know, exercise and things like that really generates oh, a lot of positive yeah. energy, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah. Much better than coming in after, like stressing, <laughs> running the kids everywhere. Yeah, but you can see the opposite when people are stressed and yeah, anxious. I, I think there's a kind of, you know, there's a physical presence that comes with that, isn't there? Definitely. Yeah. You know, like when you, you go into the room, you, go, oh, you, know, you can feel it, can't you? Yeah, well, it's like pe- yeah. you know, you, people's, you feed off people's energies, yeah. don't you? Like when you're at work, you feel like an emotional vampire. Yeah, yeah. In a positive mindset. So yeah. So the silence. It's um, sometimes just to be. We we live in such a noisy society, don't we? There's always noise. We do here. Traffic's always going fast. But I like my house is very busy and it's very noisy. My wonderful husband has been away for four days, and he. That's not why he's wonderful, is it? No. Well. but he has noise on it. There's always something, a radio, TV, mm. noise. He's a, quite a noisy person. Um, so it's been quite nice mm. to have moment, just a bit of quiet, mm. a little bit. He Sometimes, is a pot rattler, must have well, seen yeah, cook. He's, oh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's, yeah. He could never creep up on you, put it this way. No. <laughs> Coming out of my mouth. But it wouldn't do for us all to be the same, would it? This is true. Okay, number three. It's a very short one. When you learn how to suffer, you suffer much less. Hmm. So, what, what do you think from that? Well, we, suffering is part of our human condition. Uh, and we know that the, without, without mud, there is no lotus. Mm-hmm. You know, our true selves cannot flourish unless we have that kind of hard testing. Uh, the... Remember the, the, the story of the penny, you know, the shiny the shiny penny yeah. is the one that gets rubbed and passed from hand to hand, mm-hmm. and the penny that isn't used is the one that gets dull and corroded, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we, we, we shine because of our, our hard testing in difficult yeah, times. definitely. Okay, so mm-hmm. number two is, the moment you understand the importance of loving yourself, you will stop hurting others. Mm. Yeah, well we do talk about kindness to self and others. Yeah. You have to learn to be kind to yourself before you can be kind to others. Yeah. And this is often because we work with teachers a lot, isn't it, and people in education and things, who are trying to change a situation for the young people they work with, but actually need to change the situation for themselves oh, before yeah. they can help anyone else. Uh, and quite often I hear people in, in, in the workshops and things say, gosh, this is, this is therapy for me, never mind the young people, because they've not realised that their self-care was critical to yeah. them. If you're, a, you have to garden your own garden before you can start interfering in other people's. Yeah. Um, otherwise, yeah. And quite often the parents that come to us, they come to bring the children yeah. to the family mindfulness, yeah. and they actually. Yeah, yeah, you're nurturing all those difficult flowers in your own garden of stress and anxiety and panic mm. and fear and anger and things, and then expect to be able to go and nurture seeds of happiness and joy and comfort in others it it doesn't work like that no it doesn't okay and then my final one is again a short one many of us have been running all our lives practice stopping yes yes what was it that said to me there has to be some doing you can't be all being yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so again it's just that we 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 society 
Life is so busy, isn't it? Now we're always on the go. It's we're a lot of fear, I think it's it's this obsession we have in our economy with growth. Growth mm-hmm. is the thing, isn't it? That you hear that all the time. And, 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 you know, you've got to work harder, faster, produce more, be more efficient, be more productive. You know, standards have got to go up. Everything's got to be better. Uh, but that's the enormous pressure to be under, isn't it, really? Yeah, um, we're always on to the next thing. On to the next it? thing. So there's never, nothing ever gets bedded in. Nothing no. ever, you know, the, the, the policies churned out by government that never actually happened because they're too busy churning out the next policies mm. and the next announcements. And... Yeah, we're, we're, we're kind of careering through our lives mm. and through our existence without ever stopping to take notice of what's happening. Yeah. And I think, like, certainly for me, if I get the rare occasion where I have a day where I don't have anything to do, it, it's really, I, now I've learned that actually, it's okay just to take a day. Yeah. And it, it's so beneficial just to have that oh. day, just to be and not, not have to fill your day with... No, well, um, there's, there's lots of lots of Zen stories about this. About you know, what you, 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 as you sweep the floor, you think this floor is already dirty. You know that mm. we devote our, our our lives to things that are kind of pointless tasks in a way mm. because they they will not last. The effect, you know, we spend all our time doing jobs and chores and yeah. things that seem important but probably really aren't in the great scheme of things. Yeah. Let the dust settle. <laughs> I feel like there was a poem about that. Uh, dust if you must. Yeah, dust if you must, yeah. I've not ironed anything for about ten years. <laughs> and it I'm, sat, I'm sat here now looking a bit crinkly but happy. <laughs> yeah, crinkly but relaxed. Crinkly. So, um, there you go. That's my oh, ten. and very enriched. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Tickman, that. We do talk about Tignan a lot because mm-hmm. he is the father of modern mindfulness and mm-hmm. probably one of but the first people. He has written people. so much. And he has good. so <laughs> to try and find ten. You've done very crops, well. I yeah. Would yeah. Oh, it did yeah. take me ages. Yeah. I, I kind of. And I can think of dozens more as well. Yeah, we yeah. Of course, it was. It. So I didn't kind of. That's why I haven't like, sort of ranked them because yeah. it was too hard. But if you would like to share your thoughts on mm-hmm. my top ten Tignan quotes, or indeed. Maybe yeah, share your quotes um, with us. That would be great. We'd love to hear from you. So you can find us on Facebook where we are One Together CIC. You can go onto our website, which is onetogethercic.co.uk. Or you can email us at onetogethercic at gmail.com. But for now, this is Growing Good, the Mindful podcast. podcast. And we will see you next, next time. time. This is Growing the Good, the Mindful Podcast.